Guys, welcome to a new episode of the King of Weighted Calisthenics <laughs> Coaching Cues podcast. The longest podcast name in podcast history. Um, today with um, not a Q&A, it's actually a topic episode and we want to talk <clears throat> about weighted belts and yeah, just covering... Um, how you should position the belt, if you buy a belt, um, what you need to take care of, um, how you position the weight on the belt, and just uh, whatever comes out of our conversation today. And yeah, let's maybe start with um, if you are buying a belt, um, what do you need to consider um, when you go for one? All right. Uh, first of all, I definitely want to consider the size of the belt, simply because uh, people have different hip widths and some belts might be too short and they can't properly bring them over uh, their hips and can't close them properly. So they have to keep them open. So the size would be definitely the first thing. They're rather too long than too short because too long has no big disadvantages whereas too short has uh, a lot of them so rather yeah. have a, a one that is too long versus too short then i would definitely look at the chain length since this is also a very important factor um, i think we will get a little bit deeper into that in a second and then the load capacity the load capacity of course and how the chain gets attached onto the belt. So if there is a um, carabiner on it or three, or two, one, that maybe makes a difference as well. And yeah, so I think that basically covers the most important things you need to look for when buying a belt. Maybe also, um, that's not true for everyone, that's like more a personal thing, is uh, the kind of fabric. Um, like I and then most of the clients we work with and also what we like, you know, we sell belts. We will cover that in a minute. Like we have one that we offer. So uh, of course we refer um, to that as optimum because that's why we designed it that way is, but what's important to me is uh, that it has soft fabric because um, most of the Kelly guys were training shirtless. And if it has like really hard edges that kind of like cut or impinge into the skin that just annoys me and i want to have it comfortable and and soft um, there are also other belts out there that offer this but that's uh, one thing that it's important to me that mm. it's like soft and also easy to to put into the the bag like if it's very hard material then you need to put that into your gym bag it has a lot of space and yeah that that's yeah. annoying and there might be also another additional benefit on for the belt if there is no back pad. Yeah, yeah. that is uh, what we will cover now just with position. So um, you now have bought your belt that ideally has uh, a chain that is long enough for you. Um, the belt itself is long enough. Um, you have um, something to close it and um, the material is perfect for you so you have a very very nice belt now and now we need to talk about how you uh, position it on your hips and we're now talking about pull-ups and dips so 
actually every lift where the, the force is uh, applied vertically um, straight to down. you, straight down. And how do we position the belt in pull-ups and dips? So we probably have a couple of different positions where we can put the, the belt on it. Uh, we personally prefer to put the belt onto the bony thing of the pelvis. So you don't want to have the belt on the lower back. For some people this might work, but for most people or the experience we made with, especially in dips, when you put it onto the lower back, it might pull you forward, which is a or which can suck, especially when you practice those close chest dips, since the weight is pulling you more forward in space. And, and a lot of people react like with a strong hollow back then to, exactly, to compensate yeah. for this. And um, as we know, for people that have the tendency to, to uh, yeah, get pain in the lower back area, it's often related to compression forces. And if uh, a belt is placed on the lower back, pulls you under heavy loads into that hollow back position. You have a lot of compression force in that lower back and that can be related to, you know, further pain conditions, discomfort, and it's also not supplementing your performance in the dip. So um, do not position um, the belt high on the lower back. If you have like a middle top of the pelvis, bit of the lower back, you're probably totally fine to go, but do not have it too high. I think that's the, the main takeaway here. And that is also where the back pad um, comes into consideration. Um, for our King of Weighted Belt, the first samples, they had a back pad. And the idea of a back pad is to contribute the force to the lower back. So to give it more area, more surface area. And that is exactly what we do not want to have because we want to have um, most of the force being exerted on the, the side of your hips onto like the bony part of the pelvis as you said so that the force is contributed um, downwards and therefore our belt has no back pad because um, we don't want to have the force on or the load on the lower back so um, if you ever had the chance to test the belt without a back pad you will probably also experience this as a bit more comfortable. Um, difference is not huge, but it's uh, at least for, uh, we tested it like with five to 10 athletes, if I remember correctly, and we had all the same opinion that it felt a bit more comfortable, um, especially on higher loads without the, the back pad. Then next point, like we actually wrote down notes this time, is uh, belt open versus belt close when we talk about position. So probably the biggest difference here is the allocation of the weight um, that then happens. So if the weight belt is open, it might not be as safe on your hips because it might fall down with the weight on it because there is nothing which holds the belt onto your hips. And as I already mentioned, it might shift the weight a little bit to one side and is not properly centered. So if and the belt is long enough, close it. Definitely. Yeah. 
Should I do some advertisement for the King of Weighted Bells here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, by the way, the main reason why the King of Weighted Belt comes with three carabiners. So you always have one spare to like really close the belt in front of you. And you still have two carabiners to attach the rope, the chain, whatever you are using. So three carabiners, usually game changer for uh, most of the athletes who haven't had this uh, in before. So one carabiner for each side of the rope and one to really close the belt in, in front of your body. It's a whole game, whole new game of stability. If you worked with open belts before, you will love it. You will freaking love it. Definitely. Totally agree with that. Yeah. Then next important part, and I always, um, like I, I cannot repeat that more, more often because I still do that mistake in training when I'm in a rush or when I'm not concentrated and that is not having the belt centered. So like having the right side hanging a bit lower versus the left or the other way around and shifts in the belt will lead to shifts in the weight and shifts in the weight, especially when the amount of weight is, is getting bigger, will force compensation movements in your body uh, because the body is smart it, it reacts to the weight shift with its own weight shift and then you have different load distributions um, on your joints which on the long run of course not immediately then can again cause conditions we we, we do not want to have or make conditions you already have a bit worse so always have that belt centered and take those extra five seconds when you put it on and really center it in like to the, towards the midline of your body, you also want to have um, the belt centered. Also game changer and uh, something you need to remind yourself before every set, because you will do it wrong. I still do it wrong after, I don't know, 10 years of weighted calisthenics. So very, very important. Next point on the list, weight position. Um, there we also often get the question, um, what's better? What's better for hypertrophy? <laughs> what's better, uh, high versus low um, weight position? In most what's your case, take on this? Yeah, sure. In most cases, a lower weight position uh, will definitely be better, simply because it will put the whole center of mass lower. Um, I a lower center of mass uh, will be affected less by deviation in the horizontal plane. So this means um, when you have the weight lower, your whole body's center of mass will be lower, especially as the weight gets heavier. And therefore, the weight won't travel as much back and forth, and you can control it a tiny bit better with your legs rather than or with your feet rather than with your thighs. So yeah, that would be also like, um, here you can differentiate a bit. Um, if you are really a beginner and you're not using a lot of weight, um, a high weight position feels more natural as it's more naturally to the, the original center of mass that you have. So if you're like moving 10, 15, 20 kg, weight position high, totally fine, like won't make a big difference. Um, the first time you really need to think about weight position is when you're like in a commercial gym and you're having like 30, 40, 50 kg. And then if you have those bumper plates, that's like 
half of a middle split you need to do and then this is the first time you need to put the weight low just because of um, the, the hip abduction uh, you need to perform otherwise. And so even cutting out the advantages, like the, the biomechanic advantages you have from a certain additional weight on, you need to put it low just because it won't fit in, in between the legs. And um, especially for pull-ups and dips, the position not only low but between your feet gives you um, the possibility to create like body tension against the weight. So you have like a, a counterbalance part where you can create core tension against. And that is super, super valuable, especially uh, in, in pull-ups and dips when it's getting heavy, when you need to grind um, the body tries to find compensation strategies to arch the back and all other compensations that are out there. And if you have like something to really uh, control yourself against, that is, that is very, very helpful. And um, that is what the weight can do only if it hangs low enough so that you can really uh, stabilize yourself against it. That is what I find very, very mm. uh, beneficial. Um, the biggest disadvantage of the low weight position is if you're having like sets with more repetitions, um, the, um, as you have a longer pendulum and it's less likely to swing, but the moment it starts swinging, you're fucked <laughs> because then it has more power when it swings. So it's, it's, it's harder to get it to swing, but the moment it starts swinging, your set is fucked. So that's the, the biggest disadvantage. That's also why beginners probably should work with a bit higher chain because if they do not have the body control yet, um, higher position feels probably safer. But for intermediate, more advanced lifters, always low position. And therefore you need a long chain and guess which belt has a long chain? The king of weighted belt. Nice. <laughs> And last point on the list, I think we covered it already a bit. Um, how do you stack the weights on the belt? I would uh, place them centered and evenly. So when you have 225 plates and maybe two 15 kg plates, you put the 225 in the middle and the two. 15 kgs outside so the weight is nicely centered with your belt together yeah and yeah. if it's not working with even plates just try to have it as good as possible what's not nice is if you have like a 15 kg then 5 2.5 1.25 and you have like this pyramid scheme on the belt uh, that is something you should avoid so try to have it distributed as as evenly as possible and what I see often in, in commercial gyms is if you have plates that have um, not only um, the, the hole in the middle, but also upper holes that people mm -hmm. tend to use the upper ones and then the plates start to straddle apart, um, try to always use uh, the middle hole because then it's just more stable and the weights won't move against each other. Um, that is the learning that... I want to share and I think let me think quickly but I think that is really everything we know about weighted belts 
And yeah, if you're interested in uh, getting a nice one that is approved and designed by the pros, by us, um, feel free to check out uh, kingofweighted.shop. There you find our belt. Um, as we are not only a marketing-related show, of course, there are also other nice belts out there. So uh, the King of Weighted one is not the only one that works, but it's definitely the best. That being said, see you in the next episode.